0: Welcome Hello. To, Hello. Another, to another episode of the Love Change Podcast.
1: Here we are again.
0: The lovely boss, Kay. Amor. Lady boss. Today's topic, my favorite, sadness. You
1: have many favorites. <laughs> I only
0: have favorites. Uh, on the real though, choosing those. <laughs> today is the 8th year anniversary of my accident. Around uh, sunset today, eight years ago, uh, I broke my neck and drowned in the ocean in south of France. Shout out to the people that dragged me out. Mobin, sticking by me.
1: Great man, thank you.
0: And uh, yeah, generally a sad week for me upwards towards the the, the anniversary. And then YK had a lovely topic in mind, sadness. You had a couple of questions for me around yes. the topic?
1: Yes, I have. Uh, what was your biggest period of sadness and what did you learn from that? How do you deal with sadness in general? Mm-hmm. How do you deal with other sadness mm-hmm. and uh, solitude or company
0: okay. when okay. you're sad? For you to consider what people do you allow uh, into your space when you're sad? Um What is the best best way somebody can show up for you when you're sad? Uh, how do you react to somebody else being sad? These, good uh, lineup. These, these are the questions. Uh, if you're tuning in live, good for you. if you're wondering Welcome. how you can check out this podcast we're available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple. All the places where you listen and watch podcasts.
1: We are open for topics.
0: Please do like, share, comment, subscribe. Yes, please. Tell your mom, tell your aunt, tell all your family.
1: Because that's the way how we can reach more people.
0: Yes. Our only promise to you is that we do not know what questions we're going to answer. We hear the questions. We're honest towards each other. We get to know each other better and uh, learn a little bit more about loving change. You want to kick off? Yes, please.
1: What was your biggest period of sadness and what did you learn from that, my dear?
0: I guess the biggest period of sadness uh, was the first 33 years of my life. I'm almost 34 (laughs) now. It's been a great, great journey. No. uh, A
1: bit more honesty, please. (laughs) No, I think
0: I've had some happy moments in between. Mm.
1: It feels like... That the
0: saddest period of my life is a weird one. So. I, I've had a, a little tango with depression once in a while. A lot of times also related to fatigue. So making myself uh, very, very tired and like exhausted to the point that your body just gives up. And then you have to sit with that. That's sad. I think the first year after my accident, I was just high on surviving, mm-hmm. not dying. And then uh, I think when I broke up with my ex, had her move out of the house, went back to rehab to get a wheelchair. and. Uh, Yeah, finished school, I, I fell into a little bit of a vacuum. Studies. I was pretty, pretty, like, after my studies, I graduated. Mm-hmm. I was just super depressed. I think I was, like, uh, more than sad. I think I was just depressed, mm-hmm. like...
1: I had that question issue on the list as well. Like, where, is, where do you draw the line, basically? I
0: think I draw the line at yeah. uh, not drinking water until you feel like you're starving and not eating food for mm-hmm. a couple of days and not seeing people not picking up the phone mm-hmm. remember my sister dragged me out of bed and there was like this big oil stain in the shape of my body on the sheets just because i've been in the bed for so long so mm-hmm. i think why that was the i think i felt like I was sad because I uh, woke up next to a wheelchair every day and mm-hmm. uh, I uh, tried really hard for a very long time uh, to leave the wheelchair behind and now uh, I didn't leave it behind so I had to accept my failure in that sense I felt like I failed really yeah I was also in a lot of pain physically and uh, I think that was a big, big depression. I think that was the biggest uh, depressive episode of my life. And I think when I was writing the book about two, three years ago in Curaçao, I had to go and review all the moments.
1: Mm -hmm. Revisit, basically.
0: To write. Yeah. And that was pretty... uh, yeah, it was intense. It was really sad. Brings you back. Yeah, yeah. You know, I also had to sit in those emotions mm-hmm. to be able to write from them,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I, uh, I think I skipped them when they were occurring. Yeah. So that was. Suppressed. Yeah, yeah, and that was not just my. That was like basically my whole life. I revisited my whole life, mm. and all the moments uh, that were abnormal or just intense and. Uh, Painful or hurtful or feeling abandoned, alone, uh, outsider, neglected. So yeah, I think uh, that is my answer to your question.
1: What did you learn from that?
0: Definitely felt lighter to experience the sadness. Also felt good to write about it. Uh, that's the book experience the the depression don't know if the depression taught me anything besides like how important it is to just eat like now when I feel like I'm it's turning into autumn and winter and it messes with me and my body is hurting more it's just more Testing my spirit more and more. And then usually I lose my appetite. And then I know if I stop eating. And just sleep. I'm going to slide down. Pretty easily. And then if I. uh, Do force myself. To just go sit somewhere. Order a coffee. Then I can prevent it. I've learned how to, uh, to know. Prevent, <laughs> yeah, prevent myself from slipping down because then instead of a depressed period it just is a painful period and mm-hmm. otherwise it, it, it can drag out into weeks and months but it can also just be a couple of tough days
1: mm-hmm. yes yeah, probably also the deeper you get into it the uh,
0: longer the way the back.
1: more steps is there to get out again
0: yeah i think physically definitely if you don't move a lot Mm. i already have to sit a lot that
1: doesn't do you good when you don't move
0: no no it just adds to the stagnation
1: exactly yeah and especially a cold season it's already predestined to
0: Mm. add to that yeah so i think from also what i learned from the depression is to do uh, meet up with friends do allow social interactions because i just don't feel like i'm a good company Mm. so i I retract myself from social things friends family Mm. Uh, then i isolate myself even more then it also doesn't add much to uh, the uh, getting out of it Mm. or even preventing it like i can feel super depressed And if I just force myself to go see somebody, then I, at least for that amount that I'm with people, I feel different. Mm -hmm. Now maybe when it's gone, I feel bad again. But it's uh, if I don't take those moments, Mm -hmm. then yeah, I'm just gonna feel bad all the time.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, it was hard for me to understand that friends, like real friends, also appreciate when you're not in, in in a good mood.
0: Yeah,
1: that was really almost yeah, unbelievable for me to understand but if you yeah. have people that are really the real people mm. then be like okay let's talk about it
0: mm. yeah, or so you don't even
1: well, tell me about it
0: have to talk about it you yeah. can just sit with each other and just like yeah it's a blue day today that's what it is we don't have to <laughs> yeah. sacrifice too many words uh, about yeah. it we can just be together in the blue as well
1: yeah good one so
0: sure thing what people do you allow into <laughs> your space when you're sad
1: yeah very few to be honest okay yeah um last year when i uh, strained my ankle um when i fell off my bike it was also it was towards the end of the year and then i got really stuck in my own house on the third floor and uh, really not able to move and basically nothing was broken. So the doctor was just, I just have to rest. And that ended up to be, I think at least six weeks. Mm -hmm. And I really got into one of the lowest lows that I had so far, Mm -hmm. because if I cannot move, that is really hard. I literally couldn't leave the house because Mm -hmm. to like get off the third floor wouldn't work um my you little brother but huh yeah but then you have to go to the supermarket as well yeah. so yeah. it's like usually the supermarket was three minutes away but three minutes in yeah. that condition just didn't work and uh yeah they yeah nevertheless um it was a time when my little brother came along with his girlfriend for a visit they wanted to see me and it was really cute and uh he's still when i talk to him he's now and then is saying that he never have seen me that bad, because yeah. <laughs> I was really like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, people. it just do you do you and I'm just gonna stay on the couch, so that made me really realize how few people I would only allow, and it lifted me up, maybe it didn't feel like that for them, but it lifted me up, mm. but yeah it I really had the impression that people would not appreciate it because then I'm not fun to be around. Mm. Which is not true. That that example, that period really showed me that real people also yeah. understand that.
0: So these are your, your this, this man you call your little brother? Yeah. Who else? Or what kind of people do you allow oh, in your like sadness? Like the closest,
1: closest circle. The closest. closest. Yeah, I think uh, after the burnout, I really learned to say, if people ask me how you doing, to not say I'm great or I'm good, but to be like, nah. Not so great. I have uh, one close friend, Raphael, that I saw on the weekend. Mm. And we kind of both went through a pretty depressive period of our lives, drinking a lot mm. and going out and it kind of like bonded us together. But also wow. that showed us that friendship can grow mm. even in those times. So yeah, some mm. people really, you meet in your lowest low. Here this time was also at his pretty low. And uh, it's where we started seeing each other and really, yeah, kind of supporting each other. So, yeah, but the amount is very few. (laughs) The number is very few. No. Yeah. How do you deal with sadness?
0: Not so great, I would say. I don't deal with sadness too great. I think it's been a recent development that I allow myself to be sad. I think before I would just... Focus on work or do heavy exercise or uh, drink, get high, I don't know. And then I would postpone the sadness into a depression, I would say. That was my uh, style.
1: That's a very great approach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like... Just in the wrong direction.
0: <laughs> and uh, just recently I've been more able to... Uh, yeah be sad
1: Mm. just think
0: think to myself i am sad i think in the past i would have a big delay on this emotion i would get the sadness like six months later or be
1: i found that pretty interesting when you said it once would you explain it a bit further
0: Yeah, i think if you don't allow Mm. the emotion that is connected to a moment um, the emotion just waits until you allow it and for me I think I would only allow it when I would feel safe enough like I understand it from myself all the coping mechanisms I had to deal with sadness mm-hmm. and and deal with hurt and deal with pain to to reach at a point like you don't care about that you're bleeding when you're still your life is in danger yeah and then when you feel safe enough you will tend to your wounds
1: yeah that's a good comparison and that's a
0: weird thing to say about the emotional realm but i think for me definitely i pushed myself to a certain point that i was able to turn back and feel all the things i needed to feel and now be at a place that i'm like okay this instance happened and that made me sad today. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I don't remember the question, was it? How do you How do, you do, do you it? with Sadna? Yeah, I think definitely a big shift. And uh, for the rest, music. Music is a good one for me. Uh, I think one of my averting techniques still is just like, What's it called? Binge-watching stuff. Couldn't tell. <laughs> and I don't want to feel sad. I just watch stuff and then just like zap your brain kind of. Because I never really watch stuff. Mm-mm. Usually, everyday life, I'm like more in the productive mode. Mm-hmm. Doing, meeting people, seeing stuff. you also
1: listening more educational. Things.
0: mostly learning yeah. yeah. mostly learning yeah.
1: not like just passively watching
0: mm, yeah of course I'm, I'm not taking notes but it's not entertainment no, okay. it's more infor- exactly. information yeah and then I definitely turn to entertainment yeah those are my averting techniques and then I've also had to learn the hard way to like for instance when I'm sad and I want to mm-hmm. I don't know, reach out to my mom to tell her I'm sad. I keep making the mistake that she's not the best person for me to tell that I'm sad mm-hmm. because she just freaks out and starts throwing solutions at me or reasons not to be sad. Mm-hmm. And that even fucks me up more. Mm-hmm. So I've. Uh, I, I just haven't been able to really do it yet to be like oh these are my people that i can show up with my sadness without feeling bad about it
1: mm-hmm.
0: and just do it also so it's a work in progress how i deal with sadness
1: have you told your mom
0: i told her uh, yeah yesterday and then i also sent her a message afterwards like hey you did it again you didn't <laughs> allow me to talk to this <laughs> started throwing solutions and then really making a short conversation. Mm. So, yeah, but that's how she deals with it. I have to figure out for myself how to deal with it better. Yeah, And, uh, also maybe be proud of myself or congratulate myself when I do it. So if I'm able to like, Hey, that's my go-to person for when I'm not doing great. Like, I know there are people that I, when I feel sad, if I go and see them, I'm like, okay, what is there to be sad about? You could have been off worse, but I want to stay away from that because that's also not really allowing myself to be sad. Mm-hmm. It's just like kicking the butt.
1: Yeah, it's more like having someone who just keeps the space open, no?
0: Yeah, basically. To yeah.
1: just like let it linger
0: yeah i definitely have those people who have been through a lot of tough periods with me as well Mm. um but to actively reach out to them when i feel like i like i would never or i have never or i hope i will just be like hey Mm. call somebody listen man i'm really sad i need to see somebody right now Mm. haven't done that i think that's my uh would be a big moment for me to do that. Mm-hmm. I would call somebody and be just like jolly, be like, hey, what's up? Wanna grab a drink? Oh, you can't, too bad. Or, oh, you can how nice. And then just like act like nothing, nothing's up. Just do it undercover, covertly, <laughs> <laughs> but not. Uh, would
1: you tell them that or also you wouldn't?
0: No, no, <clears throat> I think I would definitely, afterwards, not in the moment. Wow. Yeah. just telling them yeah I was going through a rough patch or not even mention it I wouldn't stick to it too much Hmm.
1: interesting one a lot to learn
0: yeah you're getting good (laughs) insights
1: yeah I do
0: so what is the best reaction somebody can have when you are sad
1: yeah I think it brought me back to my childhood when I was thinking about the question
0: really
1: if I would be sad. I think my grandpa always had the best thing to do. He would either rub my chest mm-hmm. <laughs> or kiss my forehead
0: oh.
1: or rub my head
0: <laughs> and Hold you.
1: yeah. no words needed. Mm. but yeah see.
0: shout out to Grandpa. <laughs> Definitely because's crying over here yeah. wow. I
1: think it's like small gestures that would like mm. change the world for me. Mm. And he he had a good sense. he had a good sick sense for that kind of stuff. He was really like, hey, yeah. come on, <laughs> mm-hmm. let me rub your chest. So yeah, I really realized that it was not necessary words. He sometimes would not even say a thing, Mm. but he just gave me this feeling of
0: serenity. Yeah, not being alone also. Yeah. Comfort.
1: Yeah, and it was not many times, but the times I remember, I was just like, wow. Mm. If I have kids, if I have grandkids, that's what I would do, because that was like the best role, role modeling I could have.
0: But you wouldn't do it to a friend.
1: I would do it to a friend as well, but I think for kids and grandkids, it's just really, you know, like to a kid, because that really, like, stick to me.
0: Yeah, it's a big hand, like Like your chest is the size of his hand. Exactly,
1: like, I didn't expect the tears would roll down my cheek, but Mm -hmm. it was something that just, like, really stayed with me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that's the, yeah, that's the most beautiful thing. I'm happy uh, you had that, that's nice. Yeah, and you did it now and then. Put your hand on my chest, so mm. yeah. I yeah, yeah, think you also happy. feel how calm I turn in. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's that's the the best reaction. So you need to revisit no the words. question.
0: <laughs> no words, just a rub and the yeah. hug.
1: Yeah, and the forehead kiss and mm. I don't know, just being there. Some, sometimes it's just enough to have that energy. Mm. He always had like this super calming energy on me. Mm. Like being around him was just always a good place. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. (laughs) Yes, how do you deal with other sadness?
0: I think... uh, I understand sadness, I guess think a lot of people show up with their sadness at my door as well. Don't know why, I guess. I'm, I, I'm pretty able to just sit with other people's sadness. Mm-hmm. And also extrapolate how many layers there are. Like you think you're sad about this, but actually underneath it, there are a couple mm-hmm. of... Mm-hmm. Different layers to your sadness, and uh, I do get agitated at sometimes if somebody lingers on the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But in general, I think, if if you're sad and you're more inward You have also people who are very lashing out when they're sad they get angry at the world mm-hmm. uh, those people i think i deal a little less patient with mm-hmm. but in general i think also it differs if you know the person's sadness it can be scary to sit with them. Uh, but if it's something you have like, oh, I, something bad happened to me, but you've never had that experience, mm. then you're just sitting there, but you're not feeling it. Mm. You might have empathy, etc., cetera, but
1: yeah.
0: if it really reaches in and touches you, then that's a different... Uh, then sometimes I might have felt not strong enough to sit with it. Mm-hmm. Or, or I think what I also usually say is what the other person is preventing themselves from saying like, fuck man, this is heavy. Mm-hmm. Like this is really heavy. Like, uh, today, my mom was sharing the story of uh, how she experienced my accident mm-hmm. again. Uh, I've heard the story many times, and uh, I'm like, uh, 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 I've never shared my side of the story that often, mm. you know?
1: I think she felt like she wanted to
0: share it with me. Definitely, no. Which she, I found very she yeah. shares it it's the yearly tradition of like she also does it on my birthday she tells how she gave birth to me like how that she <laughs> up that's like a tradition my mom she's like reminiscing the thing yeah but i think uh no, i think if something's really heavy the sadness if you have for instance a shared sadness like for instance you both mm. lose somebody everybody has their different process but to be able to sit with somebody in their sadness i think uh, if i have the energy that's that's what i usually do Uh, and eventually if somebody's open to doing something about it yeah then i'm all up for that
1: Yeah, it was really interesting to listen to your mom today because there was like literally no sadness in the way she told the story. Oh. I found that really uh, yeah. impressive. Yeah. Like the, the thing that stayed most with me was like now after eight years she's kind of like really seeing that the sadness is dropping and the mm. happiness that you used to hear is taking mm. over. But still, the way she was telling the story was just like, I was like, wow, what a strong woman. Mm, If that's how she experienced it. But yeah, Mm. pretty fascinating.
0: Yeah, I think I also have that partly from my mom to not really show your sadness. I think she also also, uh, definitely keeps it in her back pocket.
1: (laughs) You have what you tell yourself.
0: No, I think uh, you have your role models and you see um, how other people deal with their stuff and also how other people react to your stuff. So, but I think in general, I've seen my mom also go through the cycle of having a lot of friends who will only show up at her door when they're sad and then filtering it into also like, I'm there for my friends when they have shitty moments, mm-hmm. but these are also the people that I share the happy moments with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what reaction do you give to somebody else's sadness? Mm-hmm.
1: It's a big range, I guess.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I think, um, the first kind of reaction is to rephrase it into something positive
0: mm-hmm. and
1: pick the people up there because I'm. Yeah, generally quite a happy person. But if I come from a place, now what I learned in my past, I kinda appreciate the sadness I had. So I think, yeah, sometimes I catch myself doing this and I'm like, no, actually, it's not good trying to pick someone up or lift someone up and try Mm -hmm. to rephrase it into something positive. Because I also sat with it for weeks a month, Mm. and it did me good. It didn't do me good in the moment when I was sitting in it. That was horrible. But afterwards, it did because Mm. it was like the bottom of the bottle and then getting up. So, um, yeah, I think I really try not to tap into the thing to be just like, okay, jolly, and uh, uh, let's do something good out of it, but to just really Mm. allow the space is I think the best uh, way to describe it. That's and what be you curious. Do? No, that I would like try to rephrase it into positive, but that's what you do. yeah, but to like stop this immediate reaction from happening and be like, okay, let me allow the space. Let me be curious, tell me about it. Mm. Because I think that yeah, I think especially with you, that's why I'm learning it the most to mm. see like it's difficult to get it out of you.
0: Well
1: yeah, to understand more about it, and if I react jolly then i kind of cut off the way mm. that little door that you open to share something mm. and i found that pretty yeah remarkable to see um and uh yeah doesn't work out always but i'm learning
0: yeah i think i'm pretty and sensitive to that
1: yes but in the best way i really yeah i never realized that it could come across so Strong in the wrong direction in some sense. Mm. I remember when uh, you got the new wheelchair, and uh, we've been walking outside, and then you say, "Yeah, I'm happy, but at the same time, I'm sad." Mm. And then I was like, "Oh, babe," <laughs> mm. with like no bad intention at all. Mm. But you said afterwards, you're like, "Yeah, you basically cut me off mm. what I wanted to say," and. Yeah, like the immediate tempo of my reaction was exactly this. To be like, Mm. hey, there's so much to be happy about. Such a fancy new wheelchair. Mm. But that was not what you wanted to share. Mm. So, yeah, you're a good teacher. In many ways. In that one in particular. Mm. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, I think the biggest trick I have... Or when other people are sad, is just to take them somewhere. Because I know when you're sad, you don't want to do anything. You just want to sit behind the window, look outside. Mm. (laughs) But if you like really drag, you sometimes really have to drag somebody. Mm. But then when you go somewhere, that can be a really changing moment. Like hey, you felt bad.
1: Yeah, finally understood it today. Why? I don't know. What? A couple hours ago it kind of clicked for me. What? I was like, it should just drag you out of the house. <laughs> need Go. to be more firm yeah. on things.
0: It's, uh, what's it called? <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's an, I've done it with my sister a couple of times. Uh, with friends as well. With uh, my mom, I guess, also once or twice. Mm-hmm. Come, just let's let's. I have to show you something. What are you talking about? I have to show you something. Yeah. And then you just take a person out of their bubble.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we wanted to do something, today and then you've been like, "Oh, I don't feel like leaving the house." So I was like, "Well, it's your day. It's like," but then a couple of hours earlier, I was like, "No, actually, no, 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 no. That's not the approach."
0: Hmm. Yeah, you live and you learn.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I think I don't have any questions anymore. Before we go to the last question, if you like this episode, drop a like, I leave, press a heart, what? share. You can follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, wherever all the podcast places. Yes. Last questions about sadness.
1: So did you, the company. <laughs> kind of said a lot about it.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of solitude for me. Yeah. Very selective company. Mm -hmm. I just have, uh, in those moments, very little space for other people's errors. Mm. So I prefer not to take the risk. (laughs) Yeah, not to take the risk. Yeah.
1: Mm. That's a great... That's an amazing way to phrase it, seriously. That was so on point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't
0: know. It's just safer. It's safer. It's yeah. definitely not smart to drown in the solitude. So that's, that's mm-hmm. what I keep learning. Uh, to be in a sad space, being like, okay, I do not need to be around self-absorbed people. So the people maybe usually who, when I'm in a good space, I can bounce the ball with, not right now. The people who get over-concerned and start uh, stuffing candy in your face, like, oh, life is sweet, don't be sad. Don't need that right now. Mm -hmm. Who are the people that I can just show up with? Just sit with, take a sigh, no questions asked. Mm -hmm. Hey man, nice to see you, yeah. We'll get through this, say Yeah. And that's it, and that's... uh, a selective company but mostly solitude
1: yeah yeah i feel like the thickness of your um, of the skin the, the skin that the layer of tolerating stuff mm. always becomes thinner in those uh, also like when people react in a certain way that usually would just not get anywhere to me but then i'm like that hurt. or so yeah it makes sense that
0: yeah, I is, think you're just trying to recover or, or...
1: Yeah, grow your skin back.
0: Yeah, be 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 with the sadness or whatever it is. And I guess what also helps is responsibilities. Because if there is stuff like today you ask, hey, do you still want to do the podcast? I'm like, yeah, that's not a question. Like, mm. I might not show up as jolly or I might not make all the stuff I would usually make. Mm. But if I would also remove that, then you fall into the abyss of what mm. is the meaning of it all? Does it even matter mm. if I exist or not? Agree. Okay. And then, so... I would
1: not let you out of doing it, but...
0: <laughs> yeah, for me, these are like uh, slightly non-negotiables.
1: Yeah. yeah, it was more a question to ask um, a question.
0: But... I don't know <laughs> then what is the purpose of the question, yeah. but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was today's episode. We shed some tears, had some smiles, reminisced grandpa. Absolutely. What was his name? Jan. Jan. Grandpa Jan. (laughs) Rubbing the chest and the head and kisses on the forehead. Things you
1: remember in life, yeah. Yeah. Lovely people. Thanks for tuning
0: in, listening to an episode about sadness, how you deal with it, how you like to be dealt with. Who you look for when you're sad? I think the only thing that I am uh, curious about for you is what's hard about sharing your sadness with other people. Because you answered the question with, there's a select group of people that I share mm-hmm. my sadness with, and why? Why is that a very select group of people? Why isn't it everybody?
1: Because I think everyone, if you would ask most people, everyone would say I'm such a happy kid, mm. and uh, I, yeah, I kinda also feel more home with my sadness and solitude mm. rather than sharing it with people. Mm, I guess mostly because I think I'm not fun to be around then.
0: So you just want to maintain your happy image
1: not necessarily to maintain my happy image but just to like i don't know is it does it spread in some sense
0: you don't want to make other people sad
1: yeah i think that's why jacob was so surprised because he like literally he just didn't know that side of me and yeah many people don't and yeah i had quite some dark periods the last year and then What did come out of that, some manifestation and tattoos on my body to remember that time, Mm. et cetera, et cetera, and some really dark pages in my journal.
0: Mm. Some paintings also. Also Mm. some pretty dark paintings (laughs) with pretty
1: dark names, absolutely. But yeah, I think it's just, it's really hard to overcome this threshold to be like, no, I'm not okay. I'm pretty miserable, to be honest.
0: To just anybody.
1: Yeah. Mm. I think uh, even because of work, it's like, you know, working for an American company especially, it's like, hey, how are you doing? It's like a question of like, I'm great, how are you? No one would say like, actually, I'm pretty shitty because yeah. people would be like, oh, oof, that's really, uh, oh, let's yes. not deal with that. <laughs> so you kind of like, yeah, get into this box of like, everything is super fine. Yeah. I guess that's why.
0: Thanks for Thank elaborating. Yeah, let's figure that part out. See you next week. If mm-hmm. you have suggestions for topics, please I'm drop sure a line, drop a line. Love change out. Bye bye.